Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrienne Delgado, and in this podcast, you will get practical nutrition and health tips for both you and your entire family. I am a registered dietitian. I'll give you step-by-step plans to reach your goals, easy tips to stay motivated, and my favorite recipes that I know you will enjoy too. Nutrition and health doesn't have to be boring or grueling. Let's enjoy the journey while we strive to reach the destination together. So grab your water bottle and notebook because it's time to get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Nourish, Eat, Repeat. I'm so excited you're here. And as I'm taping this, it is almost August. I can't believe how fast this year is flying by. But I decided I wanted to talk to you guys about traveling tips because August typically does tend to be a month where people vacation and travel. And so I thought, what better time to talk about healthy nutrition tips than in the month of August? So I have to say, when you have a large family, traveling is not fun. And it's not fun for a lot of reasons, especially if you have an odd number of children. So as many of you know, we have five kids. And when you have five kids, you have what we call the dreaded middle seat. See, if you have two kids or four kids, this is not a problem because everybody is at a window seat. But if you have three children and you're in a sedan, or if you have five children and you are in a minivan or a suburban or whatever you're driving, guess what? Somebody has to be in the middle seat. And that means that there are three people now touching each other. And we <laughs> we try to give our kids different experiences and to travel different places. But when you are in a car for 12 plus hours and there are three kids touching each other, there is so much fighting. I remember one time my kids were complaining and I literally took off my seatbelt, climbed into the back row of the minivan. And I was like, don't you dare make me come back here one more time or... And they just looked at me and my one son, he wasn't necessarily trying to be smart. He was just like, what are you going to do, mom? We're stuck in this car. And I was like, oh, you're right. There's nothing I can do. Just knock it off and stop fighting with your brothers. Just get along or go to sleep or find something to do. But oh, well, that is part of the, the challenges or maybe the fun of traveling with kids. It's a lot of whining, a lot of complaining, a lot of I'm bored. Another challenge to traveling with large families is the sleeping arrangements. Now, guys, I love Jesus and I try to tell the truth in all situations except for when we need to get a hotel room. And then I will say we have four children or I'm sorry. Well, I'll either say we have four children so that it's six to a room because that's acceptable now, or I will say we have two children and then we all just suffer the whole night as we try to squeeze three people to a bed. It is a nightmare. 
but it's expensive getting two hotel rooms. And we always figure we'll just, we'll figure it out. We'll suck it up until we get into the situation. And then we're all miserable because we're all exhausted because nobody slept well. So those are just the challenges of traveling with a large family. But for some of you, there are also challenges when it comes to your food. And for so many of us, we have this mindset and this mentality that we're either going to, you know, either do it all right or it's all wrong. That's that black or white thinking that I talk about all the time. But for many of us, when it comes to vacations, it is a free for all. What do you mean I got to pay attention to my nutrition? What do you mean I want to eat healthy foods? We're on vacation. We're going to do whatever we want. We're going to have lots of fun. And yes, you can have lots of fun when it comes to vacation, but that doesn't mean you have to completely abandon all of your health goals. Now, I'm not saying you can't have any unhealthy foods because let's be honest, I would never ask you to do something I'm not willing to do myself. And when we go on vacation, I want to have fun foods. I want to try different things that are maybe specific to the region that we're traveling, right? When we went to Maine last year, we wanted lobster rolls. And you better believe we had plenty of lobster rolls. So part of this journey is ditching the all or nothing mentality and, you know, having some fun, enjoying some new things but also incorporating some good healthy behaviors so that you feel your best, so that you can experience all of the adventures and create some amazing memories. So that's what I'm going to talk to you guys about today. How do you find that balance between health and fun and making sure that you're not having to undo a whole bunch of um, indulgences when you return back from your trip? Because let's face it, it's not just the week that you're away. Usually the week you come back, you've still got to do all this laundry. You've got to go to the grocery store. Usually the week after vacation, we're still kind of out of sorts and we're trying to re, uh, regroup and get back into our routines. And so it's not one week that we're off the handles. It usually ends up being two. And so Right now, I'm just going to teach you a new way to do that. I'm actually going to teach you 10 ways to do that. And we'll start with tip number one, which is find a grocery store first. All right, guys, we live in a time where Google is our friend and we can look up restaurants ahead of time and we can look up menus ahead of time, which are fabulous. But we can also look up where grocery stores are located. And this is really important uh, when you're traveling, especially for any substantial length of time, because going out to eat is more calories, more fat, more sugar, more salt, and going to the grocery store is a little bit more economical. So whenever we travel, we do try to locate the closest grocery store. If you're not renting a car, do try to find a grocery store within walking distance um, not only will it be convenient to shop, but you'll also get some exercise between walking and carrying those groceries. We absolutely take advantage of grocery stores for breakfast, uh, for most of our lunches that we can pack to take on excursions with us, and then for a few dinners each night. But you absolutely want to know where those grocery stores are at and not just rely on restaurants. The second tip is ensure you have a fridge in your hotel room. Now, most 
hotels at this point do have at least some type of refrigerator, if not just a little mini refrigerator. But these are great for storing healthy perishables and last night's leftovers. Plus the freezer section of those little refrigerators are great to hold ice packs for packing a healthy lunch the next day. So when you're scheduling your hotel room, do make sure that you confirm with the hotel that there is a refrigerator in your room so you can at least make some healthy choices. Tip number three, convenience is key. So guys, when I go to the grocery store, I typically, you know, load up on a ton of produce. I load up on larger containers of foods because it's more economical. But when we go on vacation, I ditch that mindset and I'm all about convenience. So I get single serving yogurts. I get single serving cottage cheese containers. I get pre-washed chopped fruits and veggies because all the work is done and I may or may not have access to a knife. Um, Hard-boiled eggs are another great option, and those 100-calorie packs of nuts are also a game-changer. So we want to make this as simple as possible, and we want to make it easy, because if it's easy, we'll do it. If it's too hard, it's too challenging, it's too much work, we're going to ditch it and go for the easy route. So convenience is really important when it comes to traveling because it helps you stay on your goals and it just makes it, makes it simple. It's easy to throw a bunch of single serving containers into a cooler bag or into a, a cooler and then everybody can grab it when they need it. Okay, so that is another tip for you. Number four, breakfast in bed. All right, guys, When you want to start your day well, one that is with a lot of energy and a lot of nutrients, it's probably better to just eat breakfast in your hotel room because then you can ensure you're starting your day off great. I tend to choose whole grain cereals and low-fat milk for my kids. Um, We'll do the whole wheat miniature bagels with peanut butter. We'll make yogurt parfaits with fresh fruit and granola. You can even use your coffee maker to heat up water for individual oatmeal cups. One year, we actually packed our Nutribullet and we made smoothies every single morning before we left. So there are so many options for you when it comes to eating a healthy breakfast that's quick and easy and will let you get out the door fairly quickly so you can start your day. And they're much healthier options than the Otis Spunkmeyer muffins that they have downstairs in the convenience store area. All right, tip number five for traveling healthy is go off site. So a lot of times there are restaurants in your establishment. And sometimes these are healthy and sometimes they're not. So again, I talked earlier, Google's great for finding all these healthy options ahead of time so you're not stuck in the moment starving looking for a place to go. So I know, where did we go? Oh, we went to Great Wolf Lodge uh, last year, two years ago. And granted, the Great Wolf Lodge is geared towards children. So, you know, the restaurant that they had in the hotel was a lot of junk food. But we found an amazing restaurant about five minutes down the road, 
and they had so many great, fresh, healthy options, and we felt so much better. Nobody wants to feel bloated and and heavy and um, sick from eating all that fried, greasy foods, especially when they're going on vacation to somewhere where they want to be active, like the beach or where there's swimming pools or different activities. So make sure you do your homework. Don't just assume you'll eat in the hotel uh, restaurants because it may not be your best option. I know when our kids were little, how we got away with having that balance of healthy and unhealthy foods is we would always order a large entree salad for everyone to split. And then we would always order a burger and we would split that. And we'd always order a, a one main dish to split. And then we usually got, um, what else did we get for the kids? Um, well, actually, you know what? I lie. We would get two large dinner salads. And so that way everybody got to try a bunch of different foods. But I will say this is when my kids were really little. We would order more family style so that everybody could try something and we could still balance the fun foods and um, the healthier options. Now that the kids are older, that's definitely a little bit more challenging because they have bigger appetites. All right, tip number six is only one luxury. So when dining out, I always tell people to pick a lane. Appetizers, desserts, or drinks. Pick one. And that may change depending on where you're going. Obviously, if I'm at a restaurant that has really great dessert, I'm going to forgo appetizers and drinks so that I can put all my attention into desserts. But sometimes we're at a restaurant where the drinks look amazing and then I have to make the call, do I want to go drinks or do I want to go desserts? If you haven't noticed, I always tend to go towards desserts because I love it. I have a sweet tooth. But you get to choose what's best for you. Do be careful of appetizers. Appetizers by nature are meant to be very salty so that you drink more. Because the bar bill will always increase the total bill, which will get your server a bit greater tip. So when it comes to restaurants making money, they benefit from you being thirsty. So I typically just tend to forgo appetizers so that I don't have that challenge. All right, tip number seven, minimize your stops. So when our family travels, we always pack a giant cooler with enough food to get us from our house to our destination. If you've ever traveled and you're on a major highway, have you ever noticed that there is a McDonald's at every single stop, rest stop, or at every single exit? It's crazy. It doesn't matter where you are at in the United States, every single exit has a McDonald's. They have done a fabulous job of placing themselves in locations where everybody can see them. Doesn't matter if you get off at exit 86 or 32, there's a McDonald's just waiting for you. Imagine what our country would look like if there was a salad works at every single exit off of the highway. Imagine if we had that exposure of salads like we do the exposure of French fries and cheeseburgers. We probably, you know, would have some different outcomes when it comes to our nation's health and and well-being. 
So in order to avoid this temptation, I always pack a giant cooler with food. And I have been known when Jim, my husband, would get gas is I would line the kids up on the the curb, the sidewalk, and I would give them two slices of bread. I would give them some roasted turkey. I would squeeze mustard on it. And I would go down the line assembly style and we would make our sandwiches while Jim got gas. And then I always pack a big gallon sized bag of vegetables and fruits. And how I get away with that is I pack four sandwich bags with different fruits. So one will be grapes, one may be cherries, one may be blueberries, and the other may be, oh, I don't know, apple slices. And I will pack each of those fruits in different sandwich bags, and then I'll put all the sandwich bags into a gallon bag. That way we have plenty of variety. And if somebody doesn't like one particular fruit, you know, it doesn't mean they don't have to eat fruit. They can just pick one that they do like. And then I do the same thing with vegetables. So I always pack a ton of fruits and vegetables for our trip. I always pack those single serving yogurts. Again, very convenient, very easy. And, um, and then I pack like the whole grain bread with the roasted turkey and the mustard because it just keeps pretty easily and I can make it when we're along the side of the road. These are just quick, simple things. They don't take a lot of work. They just take a little bit of forethought, but I know you guys can do this. All right, tip number eight is maximize your steps. Try to use rest stops as activity stops instead of eating opportunities. Make sure you're getting out and you're stretching your legs or maybe walking around the facility a couple times. Then get back in your car and move on towards your destination. All right, do not let those vending machines or fluorescent lights suck you in. Go to the bathroom and then head right back out into your car. Do a couple jumping jacks just to get the blood flowing, but do make sure you take frequent stops to move around. All right, uh, tip number nine, make an exception. So guys, I, I don't think there is such a thing as a bad food, but I do think that we rely on convenience foods way too often when we don't need to. And so probably one of the best examples of that is bars. So many of my clients use bars as an everyday food because it's quick, easy, and convenient. But when you eat a lot of bars, you take away the opportunity to eat, you know, more perishable foods like fruits and vegetables, which offer a ton more nutrients. However, when you're traveling and you need that convenience and you need that quick energy, bars can be your friend. So because we don't eat a lot of bars in our house, when we travel, we get really excited to eat bars because it's almost as if it's a new food. And it travels well. It's easy to put in bags, especially if we're, you know, hiking somewhere or, or being more active. But during traveling, that is my exception for when bars are an absolute staple and can be an everyday food. The problem is if you eat them all the time, then they're not exciting when you need them the most, which is when you're traveling. So tip number nine is make that exception for bars when you need them the most. And finally, tip number 10, don't forget to hydrate. Guys, I cannot stress water enough. 
Hydration during travel, whether you're in a car, on a plane, in a boat, on a train, if we want to go all Dr. Seuss, it doesn't matter where you're at. Hydration is so, so important. Most people hydrate themselves with caffeinated beverages when they're traveling. And then all that does is create more opportunities to reach for more sugar and then have those sugar crashes afterwards, which then lead them to want more sugar. So water is key. I know it's a pain in the butt to have to make a rest stop to go to the bathroom. But if you're not peeing when you're traveling, that is a problem. That's a problem. We should be going to the bathroom at least six to eight times in a day, and it should be clear and copious. And for all of you that aren't sure what copious means, it means a lot. Okay? And people I know just from conversations that I've had with clients, people intentionally dehydrate themselves so they don't have to make unnecessary stops. And it's the worst thing you can do. When you're dehydrated, it's often easy to mistake hunger for thirst. And so a lot of times people are grabbing more snacks uh, when they're traveling because they're actually thirsty but you're mistakenly grabbing food instead. So number 10 is please make sure you hydrate. Uh, Keep that water bottle next to you at all times. We always keep a couple extra gallon jugs in our cooler, so that way we can um, continue to refill without having to make additional stops. That was a lot of tips. All right, guys, so I hope you have found this this episode to be extremely helpful when you are on your own travels. Your recipe of the week are, guess what? Granola bars. So this is my recipe for fruit and oat granola bars. They're super simple. Again, you know how much I love just throwing all the ingredients together in a bowl and making it work. So let me read off the list of ingredients for you and then explain how to make it. So for this recipe, you're going to need nonstick cooking spray, one cup of quick cooking or old-fashioned oats, one half cup of wheat germ, one half cup of ground flaxseed, one half cup of almonds, one half cup of pecans, one and a half cups of dried fruit. Now, I personally use golden raisins, pineapple, apricots, and cranberries, but feel free to use whatever dried fruit your family enjoys. Then you'll also need a half a teaspoon of cinnamon, a half a teaspoon of salt, two eggs, one quarter cup of honey, one teaspoon of vanilla extract, and then some optional ingredients are a quarter cup of shredded coconut, and or a quarter cup of mini semi-sweet chocolate chips. So to make these granola bars, you're gonna preheat your oven to 350 degrees, and you're gonna grease an eight by eight baking dish with your nonstick cooking spray. Next, you're gonna place the oats, the wheat germ, flaxseed, almonds, pecans, dried fruit, cinnamon, and salt into a food processor. So guys, this is all of your dry ingredients. You're going to put all of them in a food processor and you're going to pulse until the mixture is finely chopped. Next, you're going to mix together your eggs, honey, and vanilla in a large bowl until they're well blended. 
Once they're all incorporated, you're going to add your oat mixture from the food processor along with any coconut and chocolate chips you're using and stir to combine. After you've integrated all the ingredients, you're going to spread that mixture evenly into a grease dish and you're going to bake for 18 to 20 minutes or until the edges turn golden brown. And you're going to want to let that mixture cool completely before slicing them into bars. I typically tend to wrap them individually so it's just easier for the kids to grab versus trying to cut them in the moment when you're in the car and things can get messy. So guys, happy traveling to you. I hope you have a great summer. I hope you're enjoying your summer, but this is just a couple ways you can integrate healthy nutrition principles into your current traveling season. So guys, thank you so much for listening this week. I can't wait to see you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.